I'm Julie Gould and this is the Science Mamas podcast where we'll be sharing tales and tips from the lives of mamas in science. In this episode, I speak to science mama Becca Khaleesi. She's an assistant professor at UC Davis in California where her lab studies how the environment affects the brain behaviour and health. She's got one six-year-old daughter who arrived whilst she was a postdoc at UC San Diego and a one-year-old son who arrived whilst she had a permanent position at UC Davis. And in between that, she spent some time in New York. So we talked a little bit about how important it is to think about where you work when it comes to having children, to find places that are supportive of families and working parents. And we also talk a little bit about the importance of taking the time you need to recover from childbirth without having the stresses of work hanging over you. So here I am, one and a half weeks, I think it was, postpartum, in my lab, giving an interview, you know, in a lab coat and showing the TV crew everything. So I think all of that and the pressure as a new faculty member to prove myself really took a toll. And I didn't take care of of me. I love my science mama. Becca, you are currently a researcher at UC Davis. What is it that you actually do there? My lab, my team of researchers, we study how changes in the environment, such as stress experienced in the environment, affects the way your brain functions and how your brain communicates with other parts of your body. What kind of stresses are we talking about here? So we often study how stress in the environment can affect reproduction. So we all know... um, not to get too personal here, but that when you are super, super stressed and you come home from just a terrible day and you, you, feel, you feel terrible and you just are so stressed out and then maybe your partner feels more in the romantic mood, that you certainly are not in a romantic mood. You are way too stressed out. Well, this actually is sort of what we study. <laughs> we study how stress can negatively affect reproduction and associated sexual behaviors and specifically we study how the brain controls that this could be a whole nother podcast in itself i know (laughs) Uh, but i'm i'm going to veer my questions in a different direction now and ask a little bit about your your family life so becca you've got two children is that right that's right i have a six-year-old daughter and my son is one wow okay so you had your children then at quite different stages of your career within academic science oh yes that wasn't on purpose i had the first one because we were planning a family i was a postdoc at the time and we just said let's go for it you know no time is a good time or every time is a good time so we had my beautiful daughter and we were done we're absolutely done. One was hard enough. (laughs) My husband is also an academic and we both accepted positions in New York City. And when we got there, we both were enjoying our positions. Uh, He was a faculty fellow at NYU and I was an assistant professor at Barnard College, which is uh, part of Columbia University. And we both really loved our positions, but it was very difficult 
financially <laughs> to get by with the child, it just cost, it cost a lot. So we thought, even though we were done, we weren't even going to consider a second one because we didn't think we could afford it. Now, for different reasons, my husband and I got offers from the University of California, Davis, where we are now. There were offers we couldn't refuse. So even though we, we liked our positions and our schools that we were at, we just we were excited to come to Davis. And when we got to Davis, it is gorgeous up here. It, it is something from a movie. And it was just so peaceful and family-friendly. And UC Davis is very family-friendly. So we just thought, oh, my gosh, let's have a second one. <laughs> and while we were thinking that, I swear I sneezed and got pregnant. Ah, so the <laughs> so second one, it was. But that's why my kiddos were so based somewhat far apart, about five years apart. But now we're done. We're done for real. Are you sure? Are you sure about that? I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. We're, you never know. We're you might done. sneeze again. <laughs> No, and in this, I'm done not because I feel that there's pressures from my job. UC Davis actually makes it very easy to work there with children, but it's because just personally. Okay, so this is quite interesting. You've obviously, you've had your children in, in very different environments. One, you know, the busy, hectic, and somewhat, you've alluded to, expensive lifestyle of New York to the more family-friendly, much more relaxed lifestyle in California, which yes. makes me think that, you know, as an academic, it's very important for you to, to consider where you have your family uh, yes. and, and not just when. Did you find that there was a very different support system at each one when it came to having families and supporting you and your husband? Oh, my goodness, yes. So I had my first one actually when I was a postdoc. Now, she was very young when I took my, my first academic position or faculty position. But, you know, as a postdoc, I was at UC San Diego at the time, and I was in this lab, and I'm going to, Timothy Gentner, he made it wonderful for me to feel emotionally supported. I remember because I'd heard all these terrible stories about, you know, women coming to their advisors and saying I'm pregnant and basically being told, you're done. You're done with academia. I'm done with you. So I had just started my postdoc, and I told him because, you know, we had to work with chemicals in the lab and I wouldn't be able to do that. So it was going to be quite obvious. So I remember shaking and I said, I'm sorry to tell you this, but I'm pregnant. And he just got so excited oh, and he ran God. around the desk. You know, he had three little kids himself and uh, his wife, I think she's an MD. And he just ran around the table and gave me this big hug. And he's like, what can I do to help you? And I just thought, whoa this is amazing. This is surreal. These are not the stories I hear at all. So it was really a wonderful experience from this one lab. Now going on, you know, as a postdoc in general, finances were never great for care. And then when I moved to New York City, there wasn't, you know, a lot of help at all with childcare or anything like that. So that, that was difficult. But at UC Davis, within the first year, I say, oh, you guys, I'm pregnant. <laughs> and that made me very nervous. But then I found out there were all these supportive policies put in place. You know, I get obviously maternity leave. I get time off from teaching. They have all this other type of flexibility. So, for example, something that's a gigantic problem right now is postpartum depression. So postpartum depression can be seen as a life-threatening illness, which in many cases it is. So I found out that basically something like that 
could be covered by paid medical leave. And this is a really big deal. You feel very strongly about this. Is this something that happened to you? Postpartum depression? Absolutely. With both of my children. After my first, I had a really stressful delivery and it ended up in, you know, this emergency C-section. And then a week after I gave birth, the C-section incision opened when I was at home and it was just a mess. And breastfeeding was also very stressful for me. It didn't come naturally, like plus the fact I was a postdoc who wanted to get a job in a time when... There are very, very few jobs for what I wanted to do and extremely competitive. It was just a lot of pressure. And I think all these factors together brought on a lot of anxiety and depression, which I'm very thankful for good health care and a wonderful spouse that helped me heal from that. And then came the second baby when I was at UC Davis and my department was incredibly supportive. But I think I went back to work way before I should have after I had my baby. I remember, I think it was a week and a half after I gave birth, and I had to have a second C-section as well. But one of my papers got a lot of media attention, and the TV crew came to my lab and wanted to interview me. So here I am, one and a half weeks, I think it was, postpartum, in my lab, giving an interview you know, in a lab coat and showing the TV crew, everything. So I think all of that and the pressure as a new faculty member to prove myself really took a toll. And I didn't take care of, of me. I took care of everyone around me, but not me. And that led to some serious issues with postpartum depression that I'm still, you know, battling with now and working out of. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sorry to hear that both your deliveries and, and the aftermath weren't as easy and peaceful as, yeah. as you might have hoped. And I'm, I'm very sorry to hear that, but I'm glad to hear that you are in a supportive environment where you can heal. I want to ask you, you, know, you say you got in touch with work days after your second child was born and you were back in the lab for media interviews, you know, less than two weeks after your child was born. And that, that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself or, or a lot of pressure to have with regards to work. And I wonder, why is it that you decided to do that? There's not one specific reason. I think there's a lot of different reasons. I didn't feel the pressure from my institution, which I know many do, but I didn't want my career to suffer in terms of being in my field. I didn't want to appear as though I was slowing down. I've had a big grant at the time and I wanted, it was my first big grant as a faculty member and I wanted to do, do good by it and make sure that I was keeping on a certain timetable, even though the granting agency didn't really require that of me. And it's hard to relax. It's hard to not be ambitious. It's hard to not give it our all. I also didn't see how I could not take these opportunities to not only help, it wasn't just about me, but now I had a lab with people in it. And I wanted to do right by them as well, by highlighting our research and keeping the lab moving. But when you are the head of a lab doing research that's really only you are doing, it's very hard to get someone to sub in for you. So you have to continuously 
and on some level be a part of that lab or be aware of what's going on. At least that's how I felt. With hindsight now, I mean, obviously you had, the, <laughs> you know, you had the postpartum depression, and which was partly a result of you returning to work early, as you mentioned. How how do you feel about your decisions that you made to to return and to work and to continue being in contact with your lab from such an early stage? Oh well, of course, <laughs> I would not have done that. If I could do it over again, of course, knowing what I know now, I, I would realize that all the hard work I had done before that point of needing to take a maternity leave actually set me up to allow me to be successful and to take the time needed to spend with my family and bond with my baby. I would have delegated more and trusted more and been okay if things weren't done exactly how I would have done them. You've seen a lot of change and you've seen a lot of development in terms of supporting mothers in science throughout your career so far, but what changes would you like to see in the future? I think what we need to do is work more on our academic culture, on letting women know, letting them see that it is okay to start a family. It is okay to want to be more or less involved, you know, in your in your child's life at any particular stage. I think we need to send the message that having a child won't and it shouldn't derail your career. The only thing is we know from research that it does, that there is this baby penalty, right? So how can we fix that? We need to be working at it from both so I wanted to ask you about this, um, mm-hmm. this sort of this baby penalty, as as it has been called in some mm-hmm. research papers. You took some time off for maternity leave, and then you also took some time off to recover from your postpartum depression. What impact do you think that that has had on your future career as an academic? Could I have gotten more done if I hadn't have had a baby? Maybe, but I can absolutely say without a doubt that having children, having a family, and dealing with the juggling act has brought a lot of diversity into the way I do my research, into the way I run my lab, and I think it's it's made it better because of that. I, For example, one of the things I study is the uh, neurogenetics and neurogenomics Uh, that regulates parental care behaviors. And while that's something I was interested in before, it was after becoming a parent that it became apparent to me (laughs) that I, I was very, very dedicated to understanding more about the behavioral changes that do or have to happen to support parental care behaviors. So that kind of fed into my desire to dedicate my research program in certain ways. Also, becoming a parent has made me see how difficult it can be to be a mother in science or a parent in general in science. And that has made me want to support the people in my lab that want to start families so much more than I would have. I I wouldn't have understood until I had kids. So mentoring and supporting other 
early career female scientist has clearly become a, a very important part of your career as well. Yes. So for yes. anyone who is listening, who is an early career researcher within science, who is thinking about having a family, what would be your top piece of advice for them? So I would say to, to people that want to start a family, to women in science like me who, who want to start a family or who, who perhaps have started their family, to seek out another mentor that has done this as well and, and get their advice and get their support. And it's powerful to just realize that you are not alone. Thank you, Science Mama Becca Khaleesi. Have you got a story to share about being a science parent? Or have you got a question to ask about what it's really like? Then please send them in to me because I really want to find out and to help. So you can contact me through the website www.sciencemamas.com or you can send me an email at thesciencemamas at gmail.com. Science Mama. I love my Science Mama.